0: This episode of the Quality Potty is brought to you by our good friends over at Straddle. That's right, Straddle, where entertainment meets opportunity for the horse racing industry. Head to strider.com now and get shopping on their marketplace where you can sort through all the best available yearlings for purchase for this upcoming racing season. Great opportunity to get in on the ground floor with some very talented horses. So head to strider.com right now and get shopping. Getting a split. Mizzy in front of the hundred. Krone goes up the inside and takes the, lead in the draws clean out from it's a victory. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Mox Sports Presents, the Quaddy Potty. My name is Mitchell Cashmore, and as always, joined by Nick Holland. Hi mate. Good mate. Good to see us
1: bounce back pretty nicely. Yes, we did. That so, was very nice. Yeah, pretty happy.
0: Uh, yes, yeah, so I think it was seven or eight winners on the day. Uh, I even went to Morfittville and found a winner. Short, but, you know, wins a win. Yeah. Uh, it was a Australia-wide day for us.
1: Yeah, I was pretty happy. But, um, yeah, a lot of the winners probably tips were, were not too much value, but, look, a winner's a winner at the end of the day. If we had them in a multi, it would have been paying pretty good. I think, yeah, there was yeah, three or four definite ones um, early on that I had, so I was pretty happy. But, um, yeah, look, we're hopefully going to tip some more this week.
0: Yeah, we got in a roll early, um, you know, Marquess, that was pretty big, and then Osmosis, of course, we'll talk about that in a second, because I went down to Rose Hill, of course, um, I've started maybe a new trend, Chin Cam, as uh, people uh, lovingly called it after my reacting to Osmosis, but look, punters, I mean, it's the best I could really do, I had no one there but myself, it's either that, or I stand like an idiot with my hands stretched out, completely filming myself in front of the entire crowd, I would have gotten some odd looks. It was filthy. Um yeah, but why. enjoy my chin, enjoy my uh my uh, my stubble. But uh yeah, it was a hit and run mission. I went down for Marquis and Osmosis and they both got the job done. I had a little bit of a play on course as well, able to steal some bookies money with cash. Always nice to do that. Um but yeah, Osmosis, let's touch on him, pretty huge.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um I know we're oh, I was at cricket again, obviously, um playing as much as I can before those bigger race days come around where I'm going to miss out on it. But, um, yeah, got to see that one. Um, we were batting early, so got to watch a lot of the races. And, um, yeah, it ran pretty well. It didn't look like I was going to lose it all. And Yeah, I was pretty happy. A couple of boys hopped on as well um, over at the cricket, cricket club, so can't complain.
0: Yeah, he's got an engine on him and a half. The fact that he drifted almost 50 cents before the jump was just crazy to me. Everyone on course was like, Jeez, he lost a leg? There was a lot of concern on course because I was standing with a bunch of guys who were all on osmosis as well. Uh, I saw the owners were in the owner's section. I couldn't really quite see them if they were concerned pre-race, but they were definitely getting very much so up and about post-race. Shout out to them. I feel very happy for them because they've got the world at their feet. They're just common blokes that have just jumped into a horse that wasn't too much of an expensive buy. They've been getting offers left, right and centre from big money syndicates trying to get shares potentially even into an Everest now which we'll touch on because uh Chick26 asks if he will get an Everest slot
1: um look he potentially can um looking at the field a lot of people are pulling out a lot of horses pulling up lame just a lot of things happening and it's looking to be one of the weaker Everest fields I just think that we'll touch on it a little bit later but um yeah I definitely think he's a chance I don't I wouldn't rule him out for a for a chance in it, um, and he's definitely good enough to probably get it done if he gets an absolute pitch of a run. So we'll wait and see.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, I, I think unlikely, but his only chance is because horses keep saying no and horses keep pulling out every time someone says no or a horse pulls out, he goes up another rank in the um, you know, the power rankings there because he's a hell of a horse. I mean, three-year-olds proven at in Everest. Yeah, gig kick last year. You had yes, yes, yes of course, so I don't know if he can get it done, I'd prefer probably from a fan perspective to see him just go to the Coolmore, like, I think he'll absolutely shit in the Coolmore if he runs there, so I think stick to your plan, Beyond said on the weekend, gee, the money, very enticing, from a trainer perspective, I'd love to see him there, but from a horse perspective, we probably should be sticking to the plan, Roman console next week into Coolmore later on in the spring, but... We'll see how that all plays out. Uh, Militarised from the clouds in the Golden Rose, mate. Huge. He was gone for all money and then out of nowhere, he proved all the doubters wrong who said that the distance was too short and got up on the line.
1: Yeah, it was good to see. It was actually another funny story, this from cricket. we um, we just lost the game just as this um, race is about to run and um, as we're shaking hands... All um all eleven of us blokes are heads down on our phones while shaking <laughs> hands, watching this race. Because uh, I'll be honest, the opposition are a bunch of bunch of uh, flogs, so we just had our head downs watching the race, and we're yelling and screaming, shaking hands at the same time. Because um, most of us were on cylinder, but um yeah, great run by Militarised um NCAP as well, who I said would have a have a fair run. Yeah. Definitely definitely had a good one. So if you ha- got on that for a place, it was definitely worth um. A chance there, so I'm very interested to see where NCAP goes with its future endeavours. King's but, um, Charles
0: Stakes apparently will carry feathers on the back to go head to head with the 100%. likes of Fangirl, and Mr. Brightside. Very exciting.
1: Well, I don't know if we can upclass into that kinda of business, but um definitely definitely interesting to see where it goes. But um Cylinder as well was decent run. Cylinder um, in the Everest. Yeah, we'll get into that as well. Cylinder into the Everest. Um probably the right call by godolphin i think two
0: godolphin horses now which yeah, is crazy
1: so it's um it's gonna be good for him i think um he's a good chance he was a, probably one of the best horses coming into autumn as well coming into spring so yeah pretty happy and yeah cylinder should be a good chance
0: yeah i still have in secret as the better godolphin chance but there are a lot of people saying that cylinder's a live chance in the ever so I'd
1: still maturing i think it's and it, you can't rule it out. Just As yet. we said,
0: three-year-olds, great record in the race. Um, uh, the blood gets it done, gets away from uh, Mr. Brightside, like we said, and then pays dividends. Damon Oliver, potentially last Group 1 ever of his career, and what a career it's been, and what a nice way to go out if that's his last one. But, yeah, like you said, all he needed to do was get away from Mr. Brightside and... That's exactly what happened.
1: Yeah, it didn't look like he's going to lose that race at all. I think he was well suited to it. The one week backup definitely helped, and then yeah, getting away from Brightside's always a good, a good sign. Um, gets that Group win under his belt for the spring, and um, yeah, it'll be interesting again to see where he goes next. Um, it was a bit longer in distance. I think it was the eighteen hundred, wasn't it? So yeah. So it looks 200. like
0: they'll be pushing on to the two thousand plus races.
1: Yeah. So we'll li- we'll like to see where it goes. Um, who knows? Even a Cox Plate potentially. So.
0: Yeah, I will say, punters, uh, my tip without a fight, I think it's still a horse you can't jump off. It was given not a lot in the run, got stuck on that barrier, and if you – the barrier – got stuck on the rail. If you go back and watch the replay, punters, you'll see – it has to cross about five or six different horses' heels to get all the way to the outside at about the 200-metre mark. Runs on excellently. Runs some phenomenal splits late. So just because it didn't end up coming in the placings, don't jump off him. I think he is still very much so primed for a Turac or a Caulfield Cup. But just go back and watch the replay and just look at that ride and you can immediately think, yeah, forgive him. Stick on him. He's the horse to be following going forward because he was phenomenal late. And I think the further he goes, the better he's going to get.
1: 100%, mate.
0: Um, the final thing we'll touch on before we get into the listener questions, Tommy Barry, back in the saddle this awesome. week. He was back today at Rose Hill, and he'll be back uh, riding in the Group Ones on Saturday. Really, really good to see. We love Tommy Barry
1: here at the Mock Sports. Yeah, 100%. We saw him um, racing over at the Trials on Monday, and, um, yeah, he looks pretty good. So he ran a couple of winners there, and um, he's always good, Tommy. He was always... Um, gets a photo of us if we ever see him. I know we haven't really gone up to him and spoke to him in, all, in the last couple of, couple of months, obviously. But, purely um,
0: because he's track work only with the suspension, but he's back now. Apparently, he, was, he got to 70 kilos in his time off because, you know, he could, gets to eat a little bit because he's not riding horses. But he has worked hard in the last six weeks. Apparently, he's dropped a staggering 16 kilos to get back to riding weight. But, yeah, very keen to see him back. And he's got a good book of rides.
1: Yeah, I agree, I agree. And um, we will get into listener questions now. Your first one from um, your mum's your dad. Is this the worst Everest we've ever seen? Well, we touched
0: on it last week. I was at the races, like
1: I said, on the weekend.
0: I bumped into my good friend Skiggs, AS Racing. Shout out to him if he's listening. And he was just saying that it's gone from probably one of the most hyped editions to one of the least hyped editions in the space of two weeks purely because Imperator said, no, gear kicks out. Uh, Sunshine in Paris is now out. The field is just falling away at a rapid rate and who's coming in now? You'd think that whoever's in the field now, you've probably got your winner. Like now, it's probably your leftovers potentially. But I don't know; it's a bit open. We just need to see who gets those slots. I'll go on about that in a second. But Nick, I know you're pretty passionate on this topic. You think that the Everest this year is not really the race of the day come <laughs> Everest Day?
1: Yeah, I think there's um a couple of horses that if it's as big as the Everest comes to see, you'd like to see. I'd like to see. Obviously, um, Imperatriz look to opt for the Everest if it's such a big race. If it was as big as they like to make it seem, no horse would turn it down. Um, You see Imperatriz opting for the Moyer Stakes on Friday night and obviously other sprints coming into it. So a lot of different reasons. I I think it's definitely um, with a lot of pulling out and stuff, obviously you don't have your big name nature strip that's going to bring a lot of people in. I think it's um, going to struggle a little bit this year. I know i think i saw my first bit of advertisement after i said i hadn't seen any i saw my first bit on um during the during the week so um who knows who knows but um yeah look it's definitely not a not a great field so far but you know you never know so it could sometimes things like that can create a good race but um i think the racing new south wales like we said last week is looking for that cult hero horse that 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 the um the people can get around that they can make a lot of money off obviously and um, they're just really struggling to find that at the moment and there's no one in there at the Everest right now that um, really seems to be taking like a uh, structural favourite now that a lot of people are out like you
0: 100% I think it'll probably end up being uh, I wish I win or think about it I'll go into think about it in a bit more detail when we get to the Premier Stakes later because I have a feeling he could be the people's horse come race day but I'll touch on that later um, I just want to go on a bit of a spiel about the Everest we've got four slots left we've got Aquas, Yulong Coolmore and Chris Waller they own the s- slots they're the ones who get to pick their horses uh, the fact that James Harron went with Cylinder and not Osmosis makes me think Osmosis doesn't get a slot now because James Harron was the one that was really spruking Osmosis but decided to go with the Godolphin horse. Here's my picks for who's going to get those slots. Yulong, alcohol-free. That's pretty much been set since they bought that horse for a mammoth amount of money. It comes up first up in the Premier Stakes this week. All it really needs to do is run straight and not fall over and not come six lengths off them to be getting at the start in the Everest, in my opinion. If that does, in fact, happen, I think Yulong might reach out to Imperatriz and make one final-ditch offer and just throw the checkbook at them. Um, But Yulong should definitely be picking alcohol-free, in my opinion. Uh, Chris Waller, after last week, probably takes Espiona. Obviously, tried to get Nature Strip, retired, tried to get Zugotcha, wasn't a sprinter, Now Espiona proves that she's back in a big way. She can sprint with the best of them and potentially takes Chris Wallace's spot Other than that, I can't really see any other horses taking Uncle Chris's spot unless he uh, goes and sells it or leases it to someone else at the last minute because Espiona is his top seed. Uh, Aquas, I've got a big call here. I think they take Rothfire to represent Queensland uh, because Aquas, of course, based in Queensland. They get a bit of Queensland representation in there. Rothfire's run there before. Uh, He'll have a strong run behind Imperatriz in the Moya. I think Imperatriz wins that race. But if Rothfire's able to come second or third in a strong way, Aquis will lock in Rothfire. Uh, And then Coolmore. My big call is that Coolmore doesn't take Shinzo after that display on the weekend. Pulled up lame, mind you, but has to go to the trials to prove its worth and get that slot. But I think uh, they'll take Bella Nipatina. They don't own Bella Nipatina, Nick, but... They could do a deal with the fact that they own Pride of Dubai, Bella Nipitina's dad. Because obviously if Bella Nipitina gets in, runs well, or even wins, that just raises the breeding price of Bella Nipitina's dad, Pride of Dubai. So Coolmore I think, will go after Bella Nipitina, who's going to run strongly in the Premier Stakes. In my opinion, I know you think she has a really good chance. That's how I think it goes for Cornwall. They'll take her purely from a breeding perspective of her uh proj- not, sorry, not her Progeny, of her sire, Pride of Dubai. Now I've just talked a lot. Nick, thoughts on that?
1: 100%. I think I was literally just about to say before you got into it, Bella Nipitina could be in my futures bet of the, of the yard so far that, even though we haven't seen the full field, um, coming into it, obviously, your I wish I wins up there. I think um, it's a couple of different ones. I think Remark was one I was looking at a bit earlier, but after that run, um, a couple of weeks Probably
0: back. doesn't have a slot owner Probably that doesn't gets it because now the slot owners are attached to horses already at no, this point. No, I
1: agree. But even if, if he makes it, I don't think um, he could he could win after showing that, that fifth place last start. Yeah. So um, that was my earlier take a couple, couple weeks back. But I think Bella Nipitina is one that you can definitely look at if you want to get early on to it. I think it's at like the seventeen. About there, uh, I think she'd
0: be a live chance if she gets in. She's a ripping mare on her day.
1: Yeah, I think she's very underrated horse that um, definitely goes out um doesn't get look, sorry doesn't get looked at too often.
0: Yeah, so um, as we move on from Everest chat, Corey Schofield, cousin Corey, how are you, my friend? Um, he asks, "Is Amelia's Jewel a moral on Friday night? She's going around at the price of a dollar forty-five to see if she can hack it at the Mooney Valley track to see if they go onto a Cox plate, uh, and if she does win." Cashy, is she the real deal? I'll quickly say no. Donkeys again, doesn't count, um, but she's a very good horse. She should be winning, but Nick, is she immoral?
1: Look, I'm not breaking news here for a $1.45 favourite horse, but I think it's immoral. I don't see how she loses. If she does, it just ruins her stocks going into Victoria Racing, so I'm going to go out there and say she's immoral.
0: I think the, uh, the crowd will absolutely be pumping when she comes out because I feel like there'll be a lot of pay packets going on her.
1: Yeah, 100%. Um, um,
0: but, yeah, just I, I think she should be winning. She's a very, very good horse, but, no, does winning the Friday night race does not make her one of the best. Again, like...
1: Doesn't make her the real deal just yeah. yet. Um, definitely a big follower of her and a big advocate to see how she goes for WA Racing as well. Um, don't hate her like uh, Cashy does, but... Um, <sighs> Yeah, don't think it'll change too much about her when she wins on um, Friday night. We go to the next one. Lockie Howard, will Militarise get to 10 Group 1 wins? He's on three right now.
0: Uh, personally, I would say no, because he's still got his nuts. So they'll probably send him off to the breeders' barn before he even gets the chance to tackle a 10th Group 1 race. There you go. But if he sticks around, if they go the animo route with him and just like let him race into his four-year-old career, potentially he's fantastic he goes to the group one Caulfield guineas now probably wins if not step party maybe even Wolfie Jack Jenkins our, um, mate he's spruiking that horse hard one at Flemington on the weekend and has shortened right in the market but I think that's probably a two horse race between step party and militarize if Militarize wins there probably goes to a cox who knows how he goes there before spelling either going straight to the breeding barn or coming back for a uh, another season in autumn and then maybe even the spring next year but yeah. Purely I think he probably heads to the Breeders Barn before he gets the chance. Nick, do you he, do any different?
1: Doubt he'll get till ten. Um, doubt he'll run in seven more group ones before he goes to the breeders. Simple as that.
0: Yeah, and then Chris Nicolau <coughs> asks, Do you have Mooney Valley tips? Yes, my friend, just you wait until around the grounds. We've got a couple because uh, Nick's gonna be there. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Be later.
1: There. I'm also gonna release a full um full rundown of it, um which will probably post posted on Instagram. Um There you go. There you go. But
0: um, before we head to the rundown, Nick, of course, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating. If you're listening to Spotify, give us a five-star rating. Follow, subscribe, like, share, tell your mates about us because the bigger we get, the more content we're able to get to you. It's going to be a big few weeks for the mocks. You know, you've got the AFL Grand Final this week. Nick's headed down for it. you got Everest in a couple of weeks. We will be there, hopefully dressed to the nine, ready for a big day out on the punt. And then, of course, the rest of the Spring Carnival leading into the Melbourne Cup. And then Summer of Cricket coming up as well. We'll probably try and get some content there. But the more you support, the better we will go when it comes to the budget and the things we're able to do and bring you guys more giveaways and such. So, yeah, just get around us. We appreciate every single bit of support you send us. Uh, and then Nick, of course, our good friends at Dabble.
1: Yeah, Dabble, obviously the Aussie own bookie that we support and they support us. Um, all bets we mentioned in the podcast, as simple as that. It's going to be on our profile. All you have to do is one click and they're in your bet slip. Put whatever stake you want. We, um, we like to gamble with our own little stakes, um, things that we know and love, but you guys can do whatever you want. If it's, whether it's big stakes, small stakes, whatever you want to do, it's up to you. But, yeah, it's simple as all those multis that we put up. Anything we mention in here, you can go straight to our account, one tap, and it's in your slip, and you don't have to look for
0: it. 100% use that copy bet button and straighten your slip. And it's not just racing as well. We've been very prominent on the footy, including the Brownlow this week. If you'd gotten on one of our $11 multis, that went bang on the Brownlow. We uh, studied the Brownlow so we could get one of those multis up, and it came off. Yeah, um, for most
1: for the most part. Yeah. Uh, obviously... Yeah. Didn't
0: pick the winner, that's for sure. I don't think anyone did.
1: No, I think, um, yeah, very surprised at the, yeah.
0: Maybe oh. we'll touch on that later when we give our grand final tip. But uh, yeah, if you head to Dabble, download the app today, um, use the code Sports when signing up to let them know we sent you and make sure to gamble responsibly. Only bet within your means, punters. Think about what you could be buying instead and set a deposit limit. Now, Nick, the track on the weekend should be a good four. There's been a couple of sprinkles today on Wednesday, but... It's supposed to be sunny and hot, all in the lead-up. So the rail goes in the true position. We should get a rock-hard deck. should be fair as fair can be. I don't think there should be any bias, but make sure to monitor on the day if uh, some potential on-the-rail bias comes up since we're back in the true position. Uh, As we head to race one, 1,800-metre midway. Going to go with extreme freedom. I'll be straight to the point. It's a very open midway, as they always are. Uh, I think this horse has been racing quite well through the grades, Gets his chance to prove his worth at the Saturday Midway level now. Never go on this distance, Nick. But I feel he should be able to get there. And if he does, he will be hard to run down because he should be getting out to a little bit of a lead or just uh, sitting off the leaders. Um, Brock Ryan also has a good record on him. So the stab at $10 to win $3.20 to place is a nice one for me to kick off the day. I'm on a lot of value chances today and hopefully I get off on a good mark. Who are you on?
1: Uh, Yeah, a lot of jockeys from uh, Melbourne coming up. Um, Yeah. Yeah, Blake Shin... Um, for Phillipsburg is going to be my first tip, eight dollars fifty. He's absolutely flying, Blake Shin. One of the best jockeys in Australia for sure. Could
0: win on a broomstick, right? Hundred percent,
1: hundred percent. Um, sixth place last start for um Phillipsburg, finishing two point five lengths behind the winner, Satness. So that's good enough form for me to go off in the midway. It's pretty hard to pick, so that'll be my tip for the first. Get the race two, mate. We've gym got the Jim Crack stakes. One of my favorite races of the year, thousand meters. Um. The girls, the girls, two-year-olds, which um, it's a real big lead-up going into the Magic Millions, and um, yeah, yeah it's awesome. It's I swell.
0: will say before we get into these races, if you like the look of these horses, not only get on for the weekend, but get on for the Golden Slipper when the market opens on Saturday, because of course, while these races don't usually produce the Golden Slipper <coughs> winner, you never know, and you want to get you know those uh those fifty dollar, one hundred to one plays on before the the big race. Definitely have a look, and as well with the Magic Millions market. So as soon as they go up, have a stab at whoever you're playing on this weekend because they're going to shorten in those markets. Sorry, Nick, take it away.
1: Um, Lady of Camelot was my top uh, female um, that trialed. Um, Her trial was amazing. Um, Look, you can read into it and watch it back as much as you can. Um, But yeah, J-Mac on board's a massive plus coming back, so... Lady of Camelot looks pretty good for me. Invincible Madison's another one as well, the $1.2 million horse. Um, looking nice, but um, there's a couple of horses here that are definitely a bit overvalued from where I would have put them watching the trials. I think I've um, got the same ones listed. Uh, Manal, yeah, uh, $41. Wow, I definitely thought this was, um definitely in an on- honourable mention slash a top five horse. Uh, yeah. yeah, it didn't look too pretty, got but, but it really kicked well in the last 100, 150 metres. Um, gets, obviously, the extra... Um probably I think it was yeah, hundred and fifty meters um into this last one. So who knows what can happen here. But Tommy Berry
0: sticks as well. Yeah. Tommy Berry chooses to ride this one out of all the girls he rode on the day.
1: Forty one dollars and seven dollars each way. I'm definitely gonna have a play on that for sure, no matter what. Um my tip for the race would be Lady Camelot. However, if Manar wins, I will be taking that as a claim for a win as well. But Lady of Camelot is my tip, but I'm playing I'm playing two horses here. I think you can if one of them Especially over $40. in a race like this Um, Lady of Camelot if you want to go safe um, but Manal I reckon you should have an each way play for sure Um, $41 and $7 for a place I think they've got this real wrong
0: the other one comes out of the same trial Erno's Cube for John Allen and the Mayor and Eustace one of the two Mayor and Eustace horses that went around and they both impressed we'll talk about the other one when it comes to the boys but uh, yeah very strong late didn't really come out of a hold I think if, you know, runs up to scratch, it can definitely play Havoc at $10. So that's a horse I will be respecting. I won't be riding that off yet. Um, Like you said, Nick Lady of Camelot, very, very good. uh, Related to uh, Platinum Jubilee as well, who, of course, won this race last year. Uh, Lady Tassort, also another really good horse for the Waterhouse and Bot Camp. Both of their trials were just, uh, you know, straight to the point, regular gay Waterhouse runners. They were jump, kick, lead, win. Very smart, they're ready for the races and they obviously deserve to be short in the market. But a horse that I can't seem to think why it's gotten out to $4 is Invincible Madison. What? Invincible Madison, $4.80, I will take that. She was the most expensive filly on the day and she was really good, really smart, tucked in uh, and then crossed heels. And when Sam Clipton went said go, she went on with the job. One of the only horses to really make up ground on the day. And I really like those horses that are able to make up ground because it shows that they're able to respond to an urging. And sometimes that's all you need with races like this and these early two-year-olds. You need to find the smart ones. You know, the flashy ones that run out and win sometimes aren't all that cracked up to be. You need to find the smart ones, and she is smart. $4.80, I'm all over it. But like I said, Manala and Cube, definite value plays there in the market. Um, race three, the Breeders' Plate, the boys this time. Uh, gee, I think this one might be a bit cut and dry with Scampy. I'll let you talk about him because I know you're pretty high on him. Um eighty is a price I personally probably couldn't have a play on in such an early two-year-old race because he might come out and fall flat on his face, but the potential is through the roof with that horse. But like I said, I'll let you give the spiel on him. I will say that Bodyguard and Espionage at $51 and $19 respectively is overs. They came out of a very smart trial, in my opinion, and the fact that they're so wide in the market, especially Bodyguard, who I thought had a really, really smart run, it's very weird, especially uh, considering Tommy Berry Sticks, like I said, with Manal... This is the horse he was most confident in when it comes to the two-year-old boys that he rode on that day. Potentially, it's that 13th Bayer that's giving such a big price, but I don't think it should be, especially considering it was by far the most expensive boy from the yard. Um, no knock on span- sorry, no knock on scamby, but like I said, with that price, I'm looking for value here. Volatile, giving me super, super Empire of Japan vibes. I was all over that horse last year. It's the exact same silks, exact same trainer, exact same jockey, exact same setup. He'll jump, probably settle towards the back-ish, come out wide, and then run past him in the straight. And I think at $4.50, I'll take Volatile here. Nick, what are your thoughts on the race?
1: Um, I think Scampy's one that I can't... Not beyond. Um, my top boy from the trials, dollar eighty. Collect didn't even move on the trial. Very impressive. Pretty easy. Um, but bodyguard another play here, forty one dollars and six dollars fifty for a place. Um, each each way play on on that as well as Scampi. Um, like I said, you're allowed to tip two horses if the other ones have got a bit of value on it, and I think forty one dollars is definitely enough value to have. It's um, a lot of value in this race. Yeah, to have. I mean, I understand the Barry pay, plays a decent point but espionage is paying $18 and one by a nose compared to bodyguard who won, who's now $41 that's more than double the price so i think um you can definitely play each way there for bodyguard um we'll move into the fourth race uh benchmark 88 at the mile um i'm going value here guys a bit of a spoiler but yeah your favorite is um altivo here um, people are forgiving his last start, but I personally can't be there. I was pretty, um, pretty upset with it. It, um, look, you can forgive, forgive it if you want it's a decent horse, but, um, pulls a bit outside where I want it to be for, um, for the, uh, sorry, for the barrier, but I'm going mystery shot again here. Um, tipped a couple of weeks back and it ran not too bad. Um, fifth out of seventh, just didn't really get there. But um, third up now, should be absolutely peaking, $27 and $6.50. I thought I'd go for a roughie again here. Pulls outside barrier, up, but look, I, I think if it's going to win, it's going to be pretty lucky, so we'll give it a crack.
0: Fair enough. I'll be straight to the point here because I've been talking quite a bit. Uh, unspoken, one for me last start um, at a much wider price because it was probably a distance that it was too short for it, but it got up anyway, and we were able to cash quite a large bet for the punters on this. Who listen to this podcast? Uh, we don't get that same price here, but out to the distance that should suit him more. So if he's able to win at the short distance, he can definitely win it here. Um, I'll just get the price for your punters three dollars seventy to win for Unspoken. So we move on to race five. Dulcify stakes here. These are probably some of the horses that will head to your guineas, your spring champion stakes, your derbies, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, Tom Kitten has that end cap form that looks very good on paper, especially after that run in the Golden Rose. However, Cafe Millennium punters is a real interesting one. He has to be one of the biggest, dumbest horses I've ever seen. Constantly misses the jump and just runs all over the shop. But he has been one that's constantly been screaming for longer. Finally gets to a race where he can go over the mile and will progress to the Spring Champion Stakes. I've got him in the futures bet for the Spring Champion Stakes because I think he is going to be one of those horses that proves to be an out-and-out stayer. And I will say, fellow form analyst in Adam Page of Just Horse Racing fame has come out and said that this is the bet of the year Cafe Millennium just gets up. So, I mean, I'm too intrigued not to be on him here because he's been screaming for this distance. People seem to be really getting around him despite the large price. I'll take it. $7.50 to win, $2.40 to place. Cafe Millennium for me in the fifth.
1: I'll take Tom Kitten, $2.25 for me. Um, pretty good form to go off. I'm going to keep following it here. Head over to... Race seven, race seven. You can
0: take race seven if you want, mate. Because I've been talking a lot. Race six is in the
1: tip-off. Yeah. Premier Stakes, uh, Premier Stakes. We're getting to race seven. Um, your favourite here is think about it. Um, obviously, there. Look at your your wins up in Eagle Farm and some of the other ones. Um, looking pretty nice. Uh, ten career stars, nine wins. I think it's something you definitely got to bet. But um, my girl Bella Nipatina. Here we go. Five dollars. Dollars seventy. I think she's a forgotten horse in the market. Third place, first up. Looks pretty nice. But, um, yeah, I'm going to back her here. At the 1,200, gets the extra 200 metres from her first up start. So, I think she's going to be pretty good. So, I'm going to take her in this one.
0: Fair enough, mate. Um, Like I said earlier, (coughs) think about it. I think, come Everest Day, could be the people's horse, especially if he wins here. He's very short. He's probably going to start shorter than $2 on the day. Um, But justified. His picket fence is a mile long. Like you said, 9 from 10 and one third, um, and he's a, he was a very cheap buy as well. My lovely girlfriend Claire, Miss Mock, she actually knows some of the owners, and they all own 5% each, and you'd love to be sitting on that going into an Everest. My God. Um, yeah, they seem to, th- they think the world of this horse, the camp, the owners, the jockeys that all have been on him, they say this horse is absolutely super. So, I mean, at the end of the day, probably gets up, but I'm looking for value here. It's going to get too short in the market, Look for ra- horses like Bella Niputina, like Remark, like Hawaii Five O, who are all trying to prove themselves to get into the Everest. I'm looking for the horses that aren't in yet um, because they want to make a statement. So they'll definitely be running hard to the line trying to get into the placings. And when you can get one of them to pl- for a place more than you can get, think about it to win, that's what I like to get the little bit of an edge there. I'll go with alcohol-free, like I said earlier, the big, big, purchased by the Waterhouse and Bot Camp specifically to get into the Everest. Needs to prove herself today. She gets Marera. Um Marrera. Uh, I think Gay will just absolutely have her prime here. She'll jump. Uh, gets back to a rock hard deck as well after absolutely flopping in the autumn on a heavy 10. Um, but yeah, I, I think this is r- she's really well placed. I can't see why a horse of this calibre is at $13 to win and $2.90 to place. Uh, yeah, I'm very keen on her. I think it's a great each-way play in the Premier Stakes.
1: Very nice, mate. We're heading to the last. Uh, I'll take it again here. Benchmark 94 in the 1,200 metres. I'm going to keep it pretty simple. Uh, Kabu here, $2.10 for the win. One for me last start. Um, One of my only winners of the day two weeks back in front of Gaza Blanca. So I'll be on it again.
0: Yeah, Kibu, very strong chance here. But boy,
1: recommendation and much, much better at their prices
0: sticking out to me and have made me second guess myself. So I'm probably going to look stupid here for not being on Kibu. But I think this might be where Tommy Berry can announce himself back at the races with authority by getting the $18 much, much better over the line. Long-term listeners of the podcast will know that I'm a big fan of the way this horse goes about it. Um... Uh, he's drawn to be mapping just behind or even in the one-to-one spot with Kibu, so I think those two will be charging hard to the line. And who's to say that much, much better can't get his nose in front, even if he just gets the place four dollars twenty to place. Great price to have. So I'm going to go a bit rough in the last of the day, which much but ugh, with much, much better. Fair enough. All right, mate. We'll head to the tip-off. We've got four races to discuss. Epsom Handicap main events. We'll give you the key facts and stats before getting into it, punters. But let's just touch on the Moyer Stakes the Friday night. You'll be there. Take it away, Nick.
1: Yeah, mate. We'll be down in Melbourne for the Moyer Stakes. Will, Um, I
0: I wish. It's you. I can't go.
1: I said I will be there. Oh, I thought you said we will be there. No, I didn't. Oh, my bad. I will be there. Lucky. Anyway, thanks for butting in on me just then. Sorry, bro. Um, yeah, field looks really nice. Rothfire, uh, the Inferno, Uncommon James, Do Style, Generation, uh, Acromantula, Imperatres and Asphora. I think it's a really good race. I think Imperatres is obviously your top one, a Obviously, staying away from the Everest to stay at these horses and down in Melbourne. Love and Mooney Valley at the moment at the twelve hundred and a thousand meters. So um, has won at the distance at the and it had better time than Nature Strip I believe in the same race at Mooney Valley if I'm wrong I'll have to look into that um, so yeah obviously if you want to play for it punters by all means you can play for it but um, for my bet that it's got a bit more value I'm going on Common James um, first up here um, decent first up, three starts it's had one win and two second place uh, knows the jockey very well with uh, Damien Lane on board, who's a decent horse, so yeah, can get around it, has one at the distance as well, but um, yeah, I'm going to go with Uncommon James.
0: Uh, yeah, I'll be straight to the point, Imperatriz looks uh, very, very hard to beat, I won't go as far to call it a moral, because I've I've learnt my lesson before, calling things immoral, and it falling flat on my face, so I'm very, very uh, tentative to use the M word. Yeah, but I think this is probably as close as you can get, Uh oh. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I, if she wins here, I'll probably call it an M-word uh, come the next Mooney Valley sprint that she'll be at in uh, a few weeks' time, the uh, Um But, yeah, Imperator just absolutely mauls them, in my opinion. $1. seventy-five, not a great price, but, you know, winner's a winner sometimes. Uh, we head back to Randwick, mate. The flight stakes. Race six on the card. You've got Tiz Invincible as your favourite after two... Very good wins. Sorry, no, three very good wins to start the prep. You've got Kimochi, Tropical Squall, Miss Jolene, French Endeavour, Someone Loving, Molly Nickers, Captain Amelia, Private Legacy, Tuttle La Vida, Autumn Angel, Unique Ambition, and Hasty Honey. Um, look, Tis Invincible's really good, but I, Kimochi's been crying out for a win. All prep just keeps coming up short. Uh, a couple of those behind Tis Invincible, but I think turns the tables here, guns them down in the straight. Come on, Kamochi. She deserves it. $5.50 to win, $2 to place each way. Kamochi in the flight stakes for me.
1: Yeah, I'm on Kamochi as well. I think Portelli's just looking for the win for this one. Um, Third place, second place, and second place to start for the prep. So, yeah, just looking for that win. Going to be pretty fit for this one. Gets the extra 200 meters. Um, It's been running so well. Gets a pretty good barrier drawer in the eighth barrier. Um, Nothing that I really am unhappy with with this horse. So, I'm going to go with Kamochi here.
0: Fair enough, mate. Uh, we'll skip the Epsom because we'll do that at the big main event. We go straight to the Metropolitan. And here's what I want to discuss. Uh, just fine. I think, my God, of it'll be... Abs- why'd you it? You're tipping it at $1.65. No, 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 no. Let me explain myself. I think just fine should just jump, sit outside the leaders, get going around the turn and blow them away. This one looks very, very simple on paper. Um, I thought Zach Lloyd was on it, but apparently Rachel King goes on it now. I, I must have gotten that wrong in the week because I actually tweeted out. I said, Zach Lloyd, you're on a moral this weekend. Uh, look at that. I look silly. Um, but yeah, <laughs> he's, a, he's not a, even on it. Um, he's
1: on a $35 <laughs> chance at military mission who's drawn the absolute car park.
0: Yeah, whoops. <laughs> um, but yeah. It's probably just,
1: we're absolute idiots, yeah, are, isn't
0: he? Uh, just fight. If he gets up, he'll be thinking... Yeah, it was, wasn't I? Yeah. yeah. Um, but what do these guys know that I don't? Jeez. <laughs> um, but yeah, just fine. Different calibre of animal. He has to be the top tip. However, I'm already on him at $6.50 in the futures market on Dabble after I said two weeks ago to get on him for this race because he will be extremely short. Didn't think he'd be this short, but you know what? I'm going to claim that, Nick. I've tipped it on the ra- um, podcast. People got on it. That is a tip at that price. But now that he's this short, I'm going to look elsewhere for a double play at the race to not only uh, look for some value in the place ranks, but also try and get some tip-off points. As we know, of course, it's based on the odds. We're also playing for a bit of a a prize. Punter of the Spring, me and Nick, we need to get some bragging rights going. We might see if we can uh, get someone to sponsor an actual prize for us. But uh, yeah, Cleveland, only horse that I could imagine turning the tables on just fine. Uh, He's a genuine out-and-out stayer. He was given zero chance in the Newcastle Cup. Perhaps... Probably the worst ride I've ever seen a horse be given, if I'm being honest. Uh, but Damien Oliver goes on board now. He shouldn't be at $23 to win $4.80 <coughs> to place. He should be very strong late. And if he gets up, I'll be sad my futures bet went down. But boy, oh boy, I enjoy the 30-odd points. I'll pick up Cleveland for me. But just fine will be extremely, extremely hard to beat Nick.
1: I got a major bill, $17, $3.80. got the same little mindset. you um, got to go for a bit of value here. Um, because, look, if you pick the second or the third place, you're getting more points than you're getting if you're back. And you're getting more time. money if you're and actually you're getting, putting money on it. And you're getting more money. So I'm going to go with um, Major Bill here. That You've got much more to win than lose um, with this horse. Um, looking pretty nice. It's been there and thereabouts. Um, it's 3.5 lengths behind Just Fine last start. Um, but drops 3.5 kilos. Sorry. Yeah, 3.5 kilos, which is pretty nice for... For me, but um, another thing as well, Just Fine drops down to 50 kilos. Feathers, um, man. Absolute oh my feathers. God. That's probably why Rachel King is on board as Need well. Need a lightweight jockey, yeah. Um, but yeah, Timmy Clark, I'm going to go with him here. Gay bot and Timmy Clark have a good relationship. So yeah, $17, $3, $80. we will take major bill.
0: Yeah, fair enough, mate. Now to the main event, the Epsom Handicap and punters, of course. Here are your key facts and stats. Uh, Here are the key facts and stats that you need to know before getting your tip on the Epsom Handicap.
1: Uh, Victorian trained horse has not won this race in the last 30 years.
0: Nine of the past 13 winners have been at a single-figure price. However,
1: only eight field favourites have won in the last 40 years.
0: Twelve of the last 20 winners' punches have won from barriers 10 or wider.
1: The most popular barrier has been barrier 10 with six wins, whereas barrier 5 has the lowest amount of wins with one.
0: And uh, finish it off, 17 of the last 26 winners have been four years old. So this is very much so a younger horses race. Um, look, Nick, my goodness, that's a bit interesting when it comes to the horses in these races, especially because uh, pounding, you know, has been spruced as a very big value shot. But Victorian train, maybe it'll buck the trend there um but the good thing about those stats is the fact that a lot of key chances have drawn out wide and we know that wide barriers is not a concern in this race historically as uh 10 has had six winners and like i said what was it 12 from the last 20 uh 10 are wider so very very interesting here uh you got my oberon the inevitable going global converge golden mile kerman's lane hope in your heart dire mill Kovalika, Nugget Pounding, Communist, Duke de Sessa, Madame Pomery, Democracy Manifest, Redina, Barbie's Fox, Waterford, Alentia, Williamsburg, and Political Debate rounding out a very stack stacked field. Take us through your thoughts, Nick.
1: Look, I've changed my, changed my tip here last second. Ooh. Um, oh, it's, I'm actually real on the fence about this. I'm real on the fence about Waterford and um, Redineer. Redina, yeah. Redina, sorry, I didn't know how to pronounce it. Um, I'm real on the fence. Don't
0: blame you. I think those low-weight Waller horses are real good chances. Democracy, Waterford, Rodina. I would have loved to see Waterford draw a barrier. The fact that it's drawn out there, I know wide barriers are not much of a problem in this race, but, gee, that is the car park. If that had drawn slightly more in, I would have been all over it because gets probably a better steer here than he did last start. Um, the quick backup, Zach Lloyd on, carrying feathers. Charging late. Gee, if he wins without me, I'm going to be very upset.
1: Look, I'm going to go, Waterford. Oh. I've gone. I'm going to say, look, as long as he gets steered in the right way, Barry shouldn't play an issue. Just and needs to get the right run in transit. Does. And I think with Waller and owners and Zach in a confident trend, if Zach gets it right, he's confident enough, like he's confident enough that he can get it right because he's a great jockey. He's flying right um, now. I think he's a chance, $16, $4.80. And um, if he does get that jump and gets in the right spot, I think he's a very informed horse at the moment. Um, really ran well, third place, last start, and the start before that. Can't complain. $16, $4.80, I'm going to take it.
0: Yeah, he's just had the excuse that he keeps getting too far back because he slips out of that barrier. But if he, like you said, if he's able to push forward and get into a spot with cover, watch out late. Same with Democracy Manifest and Redina, Those low-weight Waller horses... Imagine it comes up. Imagine Darren Flindell, the succulent Epsom win. Succulent Chinese Epsom win for Democracy Manifest. I think that's probably overs at $15, especially after the dominant win in Newcastle and that Cameron handicap. Um, but I'm going with another wallet chance. Uh, Kovalika here just seems to tick all the boxes. Uh, gets the middle draw, gets Yao Morera on board. Three for three at the distance, undefeated second up. Chris Waller horses grow a second leg when they run second up. Um, Not a second leg, a fifth leg when they're second up. And $10 to win, $3.30 to place. I think he is definitely overs. Like, I just, you know, like you said, there's value everywhere. The favourite currently, because Pericles came out of the race, is the Inevitable. Gee, that'd be an interesting story. The the team from Tasmania, Tasmanian trainer, I'm pretty sure that's a Tasmanian jockey on board. Um, But, yeah, I just think it's got to be Waller. He's got... Big chunk of the field, they're all very, very strong chances and they're all at very good odds. Um, not often that you see this many Walla horses in a race and one of them isn't the favourite. So, yeah, Kovalika for me in the Epsom, I reckon.
1: Yeah, look, fair enough. Um, and with that, takes us to the end of the tip-off. Um, do yes. we get into the quadrio around the grounds? Around first? the
0: grounds, mate. I'll just go through my Mooney Valley tips as we uh, got asked earlier. I've just got the one. Uh, race 8, Sicilian, $26. Oh, boy, with her racing pattern, of course, Waterhouse Horse, she'll just jump straight to the lead and be pretty hard to run down, especially if she gets around that turn a couple lengths clear. It's very hard to run down the leaders at Mooney Valley, as we know. Um, yeah, $26 to win. It's a big value in the last of the night at Mooney Valley. On Saturday, nothing really to find in Melbourne as the attention turns to the granny, but I've found some in Queensland. Regal Pom in race four in Eagle Farm and Zorastro, um, the last of the day. $7 for Regal Pom, $2 for Zorastro. I think those are two very consistent horses that should be running well. Have you found anything, Nick?
1: Um, like I said, I'll post up my tips for Mooney Valley in the next couple, <coughs> probably tomorrow, honestly. I'll, I'll do them on the plane. Um, so I'll do some form and then I'll pu- put it up on tomorrow night. Um, but I found one up in Eagle Farm, race six, Coconut to $3 for the favourite. Um, don't think it'll lose. Two wins on the trot. Uh, five starts in the prep and, yeah, hasn't been out of the Quinella. So I'm going to take it here.
0: Fair enough, mate. Uh, the quaddie, uh, as always, we keep missing by just that one leg. Um, but, yeah, race seven, we've got alcohol-free, think about it, Bella Nipatina, Zapateo. In the uh, big one of the day, we've gone the favourite, inevitable, and then Waterford, Redina, and Kovalika. Uh, race nine, we've gone just fine. Probably a horse that you could probably have one out if you wanted to, but we've covered it with Major Bill Cleveland, and Mr. Waterville in case uh, a boil-over happens. And we've finished off the day with your tip, Kiboo. my tip, much, much better, and then night's nice choice and recommendation for a bit more of value. $50 gets you 19.5%, as always, with our quaddies. Uh, Nick? Best bet of the day and why?
1: Uh, It's a tough one. I'm going to go for um, Lady of Camelot. I think that's going to be my best bet of the day. $2.60. Best bet in the two-year-old race. It's going to be a tough one. um, But look, I think that's the best one for the best price that I can find. um, That I'm the most confident in after seeing her trial. So I'm going to go with Lady of Camelot. Fair enough. I'm going to go alcohol free
0: to place. Like I said, I'm very, very keen on her to run a strong race, to show that she was worth the buy and to get into the Everest. Um, like, look, you know, Waterhouse and Bot will not want to have wasted, what was it, 5 or $10 million? I can't quite remember. It was astronomical. It was bought for the Everest, so she needs to be running strongly here. I think she'll find her way into the money. And at $2.80, you get a better price than think about it to win. So I'm happy to make alcohol-free to place my best bet around the country. And, Nick, before we go anywhere and sign off, let's just chat quickly a little bit of AFL. I know it's a racing pod, but every year this comes around, we give our tip. AFL Grand Final, I want to know your winner, the margin, and who
1: wins the Norm Smith. Uh, Lockie Neal, three votes. Um, (laughs) Yeah, no, I think Brisbane, uh, this is, I hope Brisbane win. A couple of mates, Collingwood fans, just don't really want to see them too happy. So, yeah, Brisbane to win. Um, I think Lockie Neal will probably get the um, Norm Smith if they get up. If not, if you want a bit of value, Josh Dunkley maybe. Um, and I'll go first goal scorer. Um, so Bobby Hill. Fair enough.
0: Uh, I'm going to go Brisbane to win in a very tight one. I'll go by goal. I think it'll be just like the Eagles game when Collingwood lost in that last quarter. Very narrow. Uh, the old Collywobbles will get them. I know they're the strongest fourth quarter team in the league, but... Uh, I just think this they is Brisbane's get, time. They just
1: don't get final.
0: This is Brisbane's time. Bit of collie wobbles will happen. I reckon Danaher or Charlie Cameron will kick a goal late to send them forward, and then they'll just park the bus for the last few minutes. Um, first goal, I will go... Hmm, interesting. I didn't think about it until you mentioned it. I'm going to go uh, Cam Rainer. Cool. Um, and then best on ground, like you said, locking your three votes probably gets it for Brisbane. Um... But I'm going to go best on ground, I think, yeah, Josh Dunkley because I think he's built for the big games. Lockie Neal might get a bit tagged and then Josh Dunkley might run a bit free. I think, yeah, Dunks for me for best on ground. Former Bulldogs boy. Love him. Love the way he goes about his business.
1: Fair enough. Uh, Thank you guys for giving us a listen. Um, Give us a rating, a like, a share, a follow, whatever you need to do. Um, and yeah, keep helping us grow. Thank you so much for listening and yeah, have a good weekend punters. Big weekend of punting on the Friday night and the Saturday night to be on our Instagram page for more tips as well. So yeah, good luck and the punting over the weekend last week of the AFL multis as well. So have a look. Yes. I will mention that a multi I'm going to be
0: putting on will probably, I'll probably put yours on and mine big ones. Obviously it'll be a dollar on only, but I'm going to go our Moya stakes into Epsom into AFL, into NRL. Should we give an NRL tip as well since it's the same weekend or should we just say in Penrith will win?
1: Yeah, I don't think Penrith will lose.
0: Yeah, so I'm going to do big multis based on all of the big things happening this weekend. So get on dabble. And make sure to gamble responsibly when you do so, punters. Set a deposit limit. Think about what you could be buying instead. Bet within your means this week as it's very open, like we said. A lot of value racing. And, of course, the footy uh, ends for another season. But we will see you back here next week discussing all things racing. Cheers, punters. Oh, Crone's getting a split. Meezy in front of the 100. Crone goes up the inside and Crone takes the lead.
1: A Queensland victory.